Welcome to Brain Power with Dr. Laurel Mellon. Our program will show you how EBT, or emotional brain training, unlocks the power of your brain to connect to your inherent strength, goodness, and wisdom, and enhance your health, happiness, and purpose. Now, here's your host, Dr. Laurel Mellon. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Brain Power Real People, Real Solutions on Voice America Radio. My name is Dr. Laurel Mellon, and thank you so much for joining us. We're so excited to have you here. This is the age of the emotional brain. What that means is that the thinking brain is now overwhelmed by the sheer volume of stress from the external world coming in, and it has a solution for that. What it does is it essentially downshifts a bit and puts the emotional brain, the more reactive brain, the more addictive brain in charge, which is not a problem because if we have emotional tools, special emotional tools to get us out of that stress ditch, we can actually shut off the stress that's going on and we can spiral up from an overwhelmed state of stress all the way to a state of supreme connection. That's called radical resilience, and that's the name of the game right now. Anyone on the planet is feeling it, and what we're doing here on this program is resetting our expectations to appreciate how powerful we are if we switch to using our emotional brain so that we can ride those pathways, those red, uh, those resiliency pathways in the brain. So thank you so much for being here. Just a quick uh, piece on that. There are five different levels of stress. You're going to be listening to our program today, which is about addiction. It is a wiring problem, how EBT can help with a fantastic guest who's a leader in EBT. Her name is Dr. Michelle Welling. She is the Director of Professional Support at EBT, so if you're a health professional, you'll get to know her in that you can be certified in EBT. Just go to ebt.org, look for the certification at the bottom. You can find out about that. And she is actually charged with shaping the professional certification for EBT because we want all health professionals and first responders. It doesn't matter whether you're the police you're a nurse, you're a chaplain, or whether you're a, a physician, a psychologist, a nurse practitioner, a nutritionist, a social worker, we need those amplified skills to get out of the stress ditch and to give people those tool, tools so they can have the power to create better, happier, healthier, and more productive lives. And she's been involved as a leader for many years now, and I'm so happy that she is here. She is a physician. She is an uh, expert in addiction therapy. She is also a person who's very, very involved in the neurobiology of stress and disease, of psychiatry and addiction, and she delivers preventive and therapeutic EBT coaching. You can actually have services from her on our website at ebt.org, daily intensives, coaching, and groups as well. So it's a real pleasure for me to welcome Dr. Michelle Welling. Hi, Laurel. Hello. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for that wonderful introduction. Well, I just am so thrilled to talk about what we're our topic for today, which is addiction. And I just wanted to, again, say to viewers, if this sounds like it's, um, it's a foreign language, uh, it is a whole new language around the emotional brain. And we hope before long to be able to train children, adolescents, adults in it. And of course, I've been teaching medical students at UCSF EBT 
uh, for for many years. So we're moving it in much more into mainline uh, medicine simply because the stress, the problems we're seeing are symptoms of stress. And only the individual has the power to switch out of that stress state by understanding and loving and appreciating and having power over their emotional brain. You can learn these tools, and the sooner you learn them, the happier and healthier you're going to be because what's happening now, the stress is so overwhelming that we can essentially get addicted to anything. And that's what we're going to talk about today. And Michelle, maybe you'd like to talk about how the addictions really have change how we see addiction based on the brain. I'd love you to give us an idea about that. And again, we use a system of five in EBT. One is when the brain, we're in low stress and the brain is really integrated and connected. Then two, you're feeling you know good, but not great. Three, a little stress. Four, definitely stress. And five, stressed out, is which is when the reptilian brain and the survival circuits are controlling us. And so that's the system. It's five-point. It's very easy. There's an app. But getting your mind around the fact that addictions are actually wires, maybe you can help us fast forward with that, Michelle. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you know, Laurel, we can, I can talk about addiction probably all day long, but I'm going to hit the high points. And I would love to be able to just pause every once in a while and get your feedback on how this fits into EBT. So let me start off by saying that um, I'm an internal medicine, integrative medicine, and an addiction medicine physician. And for the, per- the, the past five years, my practice really has been exclusively with both addiction and incarcerated individuals. When I started off doing EBT for my own personal development, I quickly discovered that the rewiring technology of EBT is also the answer to the issues of not only chronic disease, but also addiction, because these are both based on the same principles, the neural circuitry or the wiring of our brain, and the chemical changes that come from that, that form the foundation of all aspects of our lives, our behaviors, our drives, the way we see and we deal with stress in our lives, and then ultimately how we develop chronic disease, including addiction. For many years, the scientific and the medical communities believed that addiction was a conscious choice, that it was somehow a lack of ethics or a moral failure. We now know that addiction is defined as a chronic brain disorder. It is a chronic disease of the brain. And how do our brains work? Our brains work by wiring, which is our neural circuitry in the brain, as well as the chemicals that are present in the brain. And this view right now is held by all of the major medical societies, including the AMA, the American Society of Addiction Medicine, the National Institute on Drug Abuse, and the American Psychiatric Association. Numerous medical studies and journal articles in the past two decades have provided much evidence to support this, and that is now the basis for addiction treatment. You know, Michelle, I just want to mention that. I want everyone to take a nice deep breath because uh, this is really important information. You know, I was in a conference at UCSF a number of years ago, and I, I said something about, you know, the views we have of addiction have nothing to do with brain science, and we've got to get the medical establishment to update because it's all about the brain because the only control we really have is in our brain, right? We, our ability to control those circuits. So for you to say that by this time, there's widespread agreement that it's about the brain 
And again, we can put chemicals into the brain, but the circuits of, that we rewire in EBT are the self-regulatory circuits. They're the stress reactive circuits. And when you get triggered, you know the feeling that these are the circuits that control our chemistry, control our behavior. So we're going right to the most important thing, which is the ability of the individual to use, to understand their brain, to stop the judgment and to start getting tools to move out of that addictive state. So, but there's widespread agreement from what you've said. Absolutely. Everything I read now, every society that has to do with addiction agrees that this is a chronic brain disease. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Absolutely. So how do you approach yep. it? How do you think about it differently than maybe the literature was 10 or 20 years ago? What is the newest thinking? Yeah. So let me explain a little bit about why addiction and EBT are both based on the same principles and why I use EBT as a part of my addiction treatment, because it'll answer that, that question. So the addiction to any substance, and this includes food, drugs, alcohol, anything, starts off as a desire or a drive to feel good, to feel better, or just out of curiosity, maybe from peer pressure, because unfortunately, most Addicts say that they start off between the ages of 12 and 17, but the addiction comes from repeated exposure to the substance, which causes changes in the neural and the chemical structure of the brain, as well as the structure of the brain itself. And this is based on neuroplasticity, on the ability of our brain to change at any time in our lives, to change the wiring, to change the neural circuitry, to adapt to what's going on in our world. That's also the basis of EBT and why EBT works. This neuroplasticity is part of our genetic makeup, but neuroplasticity, this ability to change our wiring can be either adaptive, as with EBT, or maladaptive, as with addiction or any of our other stress-induced behaviors. With food, for instance, this happens particularly with sugar and fatty foods. We are genetically wired to see those as pleasurable. Probably that was in response to environmental changes millions of years ago when fruit and honey were added to our diets. But addiction affects our memory and the reward systems in the brain, including the prefrontal cortex, our limbic system. It hijacks the reward system of the brain, and it dampens our ability to feel pleasure and motivation in our everyday activities. So we develop increased reactivity to stress from this inability to create or feel natural pleasures, which then makes the whole thing worse. We have more stress. We have more drive to use the substance. Yeah, absolutely. Beautiful. So it all fits together. And and again, what mm-hmm. the, the number one need of the brain, we're organized around uh, reducing threats, reducing stress, and feeling rewarded. So those, they all work together, the avoidance of the threat and the move toward pleasure. And that's why with EBT, you move from being stressed out, use the tool, within four minutes, you're up to a state of connection, neural integration, where you feel safe, and you get a spurt of dopamine and endorphins, so you get the pleasure. And you can do that all in typically four minutes. Our new book that's about to come out is The Stress Vaccine, and it gives you a really easy way to do that. And then you use the app, and you start to see that you really can get out of that ditch and move to a reward. So so essentially, Mm -hmm. you're saying that natural pleasures, if, if you're in stress or you're 
you have a survival circuit or addictive circuits, you're going to be blocked from getting that natural pleasure. It sounds like that's what you're saying, Michelle. Absolutely. And I'm so glad that you mentioned dopamine, Laurel, because dopamine is a neurotransmitter chemical in the brain that's released to tell us that an experience is pleasurable, that we're anticipating something pleasurable, or that we need to remember this as being pleasurable forever. Unfortunately, addictive substances, including sugar, cause a much larger and quicker release of dopamine in our brain, especially the stimulant drugs such as cocaine and methamphetamine. And this leads to adaptation of our brain to this new level of dopamine. So our brain is now used to having this, 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 new, le- this new level, but the brain always tries to get back to where it should be, to a midpoint. So it down-regulates our receptor sites and it decreases our ability to produce dopamine from our natural rewards. Then when a person stops using the substance, they feel worse than they should because of this adaptation of our brain to the new reward. We then develop tolerance. We find ourselves using more and more of the substance just to get the same effect. You know, Michelle, I wonder if you could explain the word uh, downregulate. I don't know all of our, our listeners know that word. It's a really important concept in addiction, but what, mm-hmm. what, how, what would you actually explain downregulation as biologically? What do you, right. How do you see that? Right. We have receptor sites in our brain that certain chemicals bind to, such as, such as dopamine, such as opioids. And we also make, uh, of course, our own dopamine and our own opioids. But that's how drugs and chemicals work in the brain is they bind to a receptor site and and there is a set regulation point that we that we have in in our brain for how it takes up that that chemical how it transmits that chemical between nerve cells and that's also what happens with our neural circuitry but when we when we give ourselves more of a chemical than we naturally should have when the brain adjusts to that, it then actually gets rid of some of the receptor sites or the receptor sites are no longer as sensitive to the chemical. So the brain is adjusting to the new level so that we, in effect, are, it's trying to give us the same level that we're supposed to have in the beginning before the substance. Does that make sense? Yes. So at that point, if we stop the substance, what happens is we're going to have a deficiency. We're going to have a low. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So whatever yeah. goes up out of abnormal range, know that you're going to get a down. And so that's mm-hmm. not fun. That's not fun at all. That's called stress. And so then we're even more stressed. And if we're more stressed, our thinking brain's going to go offline and not be able to really enjoy the natural pleasures. And there's a hijacking of the reward centers. Does that all fit together? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what we see in the addicts that that we treat and the people who who are treating for a substance use disorder is they're, they're depressed. They're anxious all the time. And they're stuck in that because their only reward, their only happiness and dopamine is coming from that, from that substance. Great. And, you know, humans are wired for connection with others. We develop and we depend on our social networks throughout our lives. So our behaviors surrounding substances 
especially food, also come from the influence of our social networks and our communities. So we learn to associate eating or using substances with social gatherings. Our behaviors with substances become attached to or influenced by our connections with others and with rituals in our lives. And throughout our lives, we then wire in these false associations with whatever we find ourselves doing in moments of stress or trauma. And those false associations then become these stress wires in the brain, which are then repeated without our knowledge or permission throughout our lives whenever we find ourselves in a similar state of stress. That's the reason why we have these stress wires. They become survival drives and they are all wires of addiction in how they impact the neural circuitry and the chemicals in the brain. You know, I know that so many addictions, whether it's an addiction to, you know, you're talking about methamphetamines, you're talking about a sugar addiction that might create uh, all sorts of health problems and many other addictions. The addictions uh, range in terms of, of how addictive the substance is, whether there's a substance at all, and also uh, our fears about them. I think one of the things that keeps people from coming to addiction treatment is because of the stigma and because of the shame and because of the fear, because Mm. some addictions can cause death. Okay. And one of the things Mm -hmm. that is different about EBT that I think is important for addiction programs, we believe all addiction programs should be incorporating EBT into their structure. We believe that people preventively should use it, but there's something special about the fact that it's about the brain. It's about numbers Everyone can figure out they have five different brain states in their brain, but also it's about love and humor. And in our intensive, Michelle and I give daily intensives where you can come for 30 minutes a day for 30 days to get a brain reset to begin to get these skills really down, is that people will have a laugh about it and say, oh my gosh, that's my uh, eat sugar wire going again. I'm telling you that sugar wire got triggered or essentially to be a little bit playful from it and say, oh, it's not me, it's a wire. I'm responsible Uh for the wire, but what if I just could, you know, change the wire? That makes sense. So there's a certain levity and kindness and empowerment, the, the way the brain's constructed, but also the way EBT works. And I'm wondering how you see that honoring the seriousness of it but also being able to move above that and look at how we can actually see it as a wire and also have some fun with it in the process. Absolutely. And I think we just need to be aware that it is a wiring problem. You know, one of the beliefs of addiction treatment is that there's no cure for addiction, but it's a brain disorder that be controlled and managed. It can be treated. EBT takes our kind of historic treatment of addiction, which is a combination of counseling and medication, and it takes it a step further because it's the only way I know of to use these easily learned tools and processes as well as the emotional regulation and the connection to ourselves and others, which is what you were talking about, to discover the wires that are driving the addictive behavior and then to be able to rewire them into a new wire that allows us to be resilient to the stress the stress of the addiction to turn off the survival drives that lead to even more stress. And as you said, to our bodies, our lives, our relationships, addiction, disease, and and even death. So 
when a person is addicted to any substance, you have even more stress. You get metabolic changes, chronic disease, perpetuates the stress that drives the addiction. But EBT allows us to quickly access our natural reward system. One by one, we discover those survival or stress wires and we rewire them. And we're training our brain now to default to the wires of connection. EBT teaches how to strengthen our natural dopamine reward system. We learn to love ourselves, how to create health and vibrancy in our lives. How do we get peace and power from within ourselves? We take responsibility for our choices and our health, establish healthy relationships, find a new purpose for our lives. And one of the reasons I love using EBT in my treatment of addiction is because most of the people I work with have lost everything. They've lost their children. They've lost their jobs. They've lost their families. They live, as you said, with judgment and shame. They have nowhere to go but up. But they get EBT because it's brain-based and it's easy to learn. And you can see miracles really happening every day when they realize it's not just them. They're not bad. It's just a wire. It can be treated and we can change it. You know, one of the things that I love about what you're talking about is that and I want you to know, everyone, if you're listening to this, that, that Dr. Welling has been a major contributor to EBT in terms of, of the therapeutic modality around uh, addiction. And we have a book out called The Stress Overload Solution. And I want to thank you for your contributions to that work. And I want what I want, to, the information from that that I think is particularly a, a key idea of that 30-day program that's on Amazon, by the way, and obviously is on our website because we actually teach classes on it, is that that even though the person who's an addict will identify one, and, and remember, there's all addiction is a, is a continuum, and you could have a circuit that's like a level three circuit that's pretty weak, and then you could have a circuit that's a four circuit that's a stronger drive, or a five circuit that's definitely an addictive drive. But there are multiple circuits. In other words, for, for food addiction, for example, and there's another book called Stress Overload, pardon me, Stress Eating Solution, which is another 30-day program that we give for food addiction and for obesity. And the idea is that we, we usually get a fixation in our mind of what the one addiction is. But because it's wiring, other circuits are co-activated. So, for example, for one food addict, he or she might say, well, first I get my mood circuit, which is anxiety triggered. And then I, that my being stuck in anxiety triggers my food circuit. And then I eat. And then after I eat, I go into a shame mode. So I have a shame circuit going. And so it's really the pattern of the circuitry activations, more than one, that make this so difficult to treat. And that's why a reconfiguration of how we think about uh addiction that is more than one wire, that essentially we need to tease apart those wires and shut them off, but also overall to change our brain and raise our set point so that we have a a state of connection and well-being where we can really start to get back those reward center, the reward pathways so that we get more natural pleasures. So again, the idea of it being more than one wire, I think is very revolutionary Mm -hmm. and it's already out there Mm -hmm. with EBT. And how do you see that fitting into your practice with addiction, having a mood circuit or a relationship circuit, a love circuit 
co-activating and how, how teasing them apart and rewiring them one at a time can help us get more control. Absolutely. You know, you can kind of see it like a little abscess in the brain, like this little addiction abscess. And what I see in, in patients, and I'm thinking now of, of one patient that I just saw yesterday that I, I used an EBT tool with, who, who really has this overwhelming anxiety. I mean, he's got trauma wires from, from the past, and he's really been stuck in this. And then a, a physician somewhere along the way started him on Valium, which is a benzodiazepine, extremely addictive substance. And what happens is these substances suppress the brain. They force the brain to stop being anxious. But again, as we were saying with adaptation and, and, and neuroplasticity, the, the brain then accelerates the anxiety and the stress response. Um, so he, he's really frozen. And, and he's so frozen with anxiety that he is unable to, you know, kind of see the forest with the trees. So we, we, we did a, uh, an EBT tool yesterday. He, he's usually at brain state five, which is very overwhelmed, where we, where we did damage control and really just got him to start doing some, some deep, deep breathing and, and relaxation. And he was able then to use what we call the cycle tool, which is for the four state. And he was able to process the feelings that he had around this anxiety and around his addiction and his inability to get out of that anxiety. And it was really amazing. He was able then to see he got to the unreasonable expectation. He had never done EBT before, but because it's brain-based, people really get it. He was able to see that he got his power from anxiety. He got his power from anxiety. His power <laughs> from anxiety. Yeah. And that that was keeping him stuck and he was unable to move on with any of his other wires, with his addiction issues, with, okay. with everything else in his life. Yeah. Now, we, we're going to, please go ahead. We're going to take a break in about two minutes, but please go ahead. Yeah. So I, I, so I was just going to say that at the end of that, he, you know, I asked him, how, how do you feel now? And, and what I noticed was his body language was much more relaxed. He had a little smile on his face, and I hadn't really seen that a lot. I've been taking care of him now for a long time. And I said, how do you feel? And he looked at me, and it was almost like he was in awe, and he said, I feel better. I feel better. I feel calmer. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, yeah, and Beautiful. you did that. You did that. <laughs> you created that by the emotional regulation and just discovering what's driving your behavior for anxiety. Uh-huh. It, it really was amazing. And, and I hope that now we're able to move on and one by one we can tackle those, those other circuits that are, that are really in that emotional abscess that, that we call addiction. Mm-hmm. Well, that is so important because I want, as you're listening to this, I want you to appreciate that you can actually switch off a wire in two to four minutes. So he got that chemical effect so he could feel how great it is to be connected again. And then to the extent he is addicted to anxiety, he would use a 30-day plan to break that false association between safety or love and, 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 and anxiety so that he could have more lasting results in stopping that trigger that sends him into a stuck anxious state. So the self-regulation, the Mm -hmm. stress tools are an introduction, and then you move to some deeper work as you need to, and it all works together to raise the set point. I wanted you to know that this is such an important program 
What you're listening to now is cutting edge neuroplasticity and neurophysiology of addiction. So please stay with us. We're going to take a very brief break right now. I invite you to go see one of our books that are on Amazon right now, which is What's My Number? It's a great little book. You can just put it in your backpack if you want. It's on EBT. But but primarily, go to the website at ebt.org and get a Try Out the Tools membership. You can get the book as part of your membership. It's online there, plus the app, so you can experience that same feeling because you can't really dry lab this. You've got to feel it in your body, and then you say, <laughs> oh, my gosh, why doesn't everyone know that? So we're going to take a brief break. Uh, please, again, follow along to the next half hour. Take a look at ebt.org. Look at some of the possibilities there for getting that experience yourself. And we'll be back shortly with Michelle Welling, Dr. Michelle Welling, to talk about our amazing topic today, which is addiction is a wiring problem, how EBT can help. Thanks for being with us. Definitely uh, stay with us. We'll see you in just a couple moments to continue and also to have callers join us. So stay tuned. And thanks so much for watching and listening to Brain Power: Real People, Real Solutions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Your emotional brain is amazing. Join the brain-based health movement by becoming a Brain Power member. Check out our fabulous memberships, concierge coaching, telephone groups, online learning, and our fabulous 30-day intensives. Go to ebt.org and use the coupon code BRAINPOWER for a 20% discount. Join today. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency Podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Release your stress anytime, anywhere with our mobile app, Brain-Based Health by EBT. Just select your number and our app will guide your way to feeling better faster. Visit ebt.org and use the coupon code BRAINPOWER for a 20% discount. Then, release your stress and connect to the peace and power from within. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Brain Power with Dr. Laurel Mellon. To reach the program today, you may call in to 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to laurel at ebt.org. Now, back to Brain Power. Here again is Dr. Laurel Mellon. Welcome back. This is Dr. Laurel Mellon. You're listening to Brain Power, Real People, Real Solutions. And just as you heard in the announcement, we really want you to write to us. Write to me personally. It's laurel, L-A-U-R-E-L, at ebt.org. 
if you're a health professional, if you're trying to get certified in EBT, if you're noticing stress-related problems, uh, send an email to me and I'm happy to to uh, hook you up with our wonderful, wonderful support team and get you some of the information that you need to go forward. Right now, we have a very special session with Dr. Michelle Welling, who is not only a leader in EBT, a director of professional training, but an addiction physician, an intern- internist, and very involved in interdisciplinary integrative medicine and health, and just a wonderful source of information to help inspire all of us to move into a different way of thinking about and experiencing the healing and the transformation that comes after addiction. And so, again, welcome back, uh, Dr. Welling. Michelle, so happy to have you here. Happy to be here. Thank you, Laurel. And, you know, we have guests on the line, and I want to uh, I want to invite one of them in pretty darn quickly because I really want to hear from people who have used EBT or people who have had issues with addiction, and they really want something new. They want to know uh, what to do in order to really take care of this this uh, this symptom and move beyond it to more natural pleasures and a better life. And I just would like the first guest to come on. I'm having difficulty finding out exactly who that is, but Matt, if you'll help me out a bit, uh, please uh, introduce the first guest, the first caller, if we can. And we're just going to welcome the first caller. Take a nice deep breath. And I think that's Amelia. And here we are. We're Amelia Amelia in Seaside, Oregon. Is that correct? Great. Yes, Welcome. Hey. Hello. Hi. This is Dr. Dr. Laurel Mellon and Dr. Hi, Michelle Amelia. Welling. Hello. So good to hear Hello. you. Hello. Welcome. Thank you. How, how can we help? Do you have a question or a comment, anything you'd like to share? I guess just comment because I'm just such a big believer in EBT and I'm somebody who struggled with food addiction my whole life. And I've tried everything, including 12 Steps, Overeaters Anonymous, and everything. And when I found EBT, I felt like I had found the answer. It just makes so much sense. And I mm-hmm. just anybody who shares any struggles with addiction, I always tell them about EBT. And I just believe in it. I think that it is the solution for addiction in all forms. And I'm just so grateful that... You're on this radio show, and I'm learning so much just listening, and I'm just very grateful that you're here. Beautiful. Mm. And in, in terms of how this helps you the most, is it is it using the app and switching up? So switching off. In other words, if you're listening, this is what happens. There's a survival circuit, which is a, a survival circuit everybody has. Like you have a survival drive to get your basic needs met. Okay, so you've got this fight or flight drive. They are called survival circuits. And what happens is that survival circuit gets activated because our need for protection or love or safety is not being met in this time. We're really overloaded. Whatever we happen to do to, to, to cope, it then joins that response into the survival circuit. Now we have this huge drive to repeat the same behavior or the same emotional state, the same response. And we're just stuck with that wire for the rest of our life because it's encoded at the bottom of our brain in the least plastic areas. It's in the emotional brain. But if we move to an emotional paradigm, not thinking or doing, but emotional, and we switch off that 
circuit in the moment, like with the app, for a moment, all of a sudden our drives change. So part of this is the app just switching off those survival circuits to get immediate uh, relief. The second is then to say, hey, I've got this big, huge circuit in my brain. I'm going to use the same tools in a deeper way, maybe a 30-day intensive, and go in there, and I'm going to chip away at that circuit so it stops triggering me like that. And then to begin then to go into advanced DBT and raise your set points, so you've got all those beautiful rewards happening so you don't need it as much because you're satisfied in a different way. Of those three parts, is it is it the app? Is it being in a group? Is it learning the rewiring? What's been the most rewarding for you? I think it's been, well, I'm doing the 30-day stress eating um, challenge, and it's been amazing. Like I'm all I'm only on day 17 and I've already noticed such a difference in just how I'm de- dealing with food. It just doesn't have the pull that it had before I started. So I'm mostly focusing on rewiring, um using the book and then I'm using the um I don't use a cell phone. I'm I'm one of those people, so I use the computer and I'm using the app through the computer. So I just go onto the homepage and use the tools. I'm just using the tools all day and just really immersing myself in EBT and listening to lots of the workshops. And it's just been amazing. I mean, the rewiring from the stress eating solution has been incredible. And I'm somebody that goes way back to like the first solution yeah. book, way back in the, you know, way back when. And, and I just love the, the new program. It's so concise and it's just really effective. Well, I'm really happy to hear that. And Michelle, you might want to comment a little bit about what Amelia's been talking about. Mm. Amelia, I love that you're sharing how you have found that rewiring, discovering wires and rewiring has really affected your behavior with food. Thank you for sharing that. I'm so glad that you're doing that stress eating solution. That is probably the best way to get in touch with those wires, which, you know, as we say, includes other wires, right? So, you know, when we're, when we're looking at our behavior with food or with eating, you know, you may find a mood circuit. You might have a love or relationship circuit there as well as other things, body circuits, food, food circuits. And, you know, it, it's interesting to, uh, Amelia, that scientists have noticed for a long time now that there are altered changes functioning in the brains of people who are addicted to food or who overeat, just like the brains of drug addicts. So, yes, this is a wiring problem, and EBT is the answer for that. It really is the way to change that behavior and to be able to control that because it really, you know, we don't see food or, or just eating in general as a problem, but it's specific, specific foods, for instance, processed foods, you know, um, sugar and fatty foods and whatnot. So beautiful. I'm, I'm so glad that you shared that. Uh, Amelia, I want to tell you, thank you from the bottom of my heart, because I'll I'll fess up about something, which is that EBT uh, used to be a method that that was called the solution that handled the stress for three of the brain states. And I had an experience, I got goose pimples saying this, but we were at a retreat, this is maybe 15 years ago, and I just knew that the method needed more. I knew it needed to go deeper in the brain. And that was a very painful time in my life. My mother was dying. Uh, I was uh, really, really stressed, which you, that would sound like it's a bad thing. Of course, 
you know, losing your mother is really, really hard. But the benefit of it, I was so stressed that when you're in a stress, stress state like five, brain state five, the neural circuits of basic expectations in your life open up, they unlock, the synaptic connections become fluid, and you can actually have breakthroughs that you would never have if you lived the charm life and always stayed at a brain state two or three. So dipping down there and knowing how to get out of it is the key. And I dipped down there and I said, you know what? There are five levels of stress in the brain, not three. We're stopping everything. And that's why now we're so excited to open up EBT again for everyone, essentially, because I decided this time I'd get it right. And it turned out that by by using five different levels of stress, we could develop tools that actually got penetrated and went straight down to the five level where the strongest circuits are, are stored and give us each the power to begin to change that. So I will say that I have a lot of wrinkles on my face and whatever from all those years of hard work, but it was really clear that we had to get this right. We had to get it just the way the brain wants it so that we can get down to those circuits at the bottom and make it simple and fast and clean. And so for you to say that and recognize the difference that these years have made and remember that the people you've been hearing on Voice America, all of these brain power speakers that have been here are all leaders in EBT and have contributed to that science and that practice. Right now you have Michelle with you has been a huge gift to EBT, all of her brilliance and all of her care. So thanks for getting that. And isn't it amazing that when you make it really simple and deep and clean and emotional that it's fast? I mean, that doesn't make any <laughs> sense, but that's how the brain works. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. It really is. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I've, I have, I got benefits from the old method as well. I was very helped by that, but now it's even, even better. And I just encourage everybody to hang in there with it because especially if you're new, the language, it takes some getting used to. But I think if you just stick with it, eventually it, it starts to just feel natural. Like I'm starting to notice my brain is just naturally using the language mm-hmm. of EBT in a really healthy way. It's, mm-hmm. it's made a huge difference. Beautiful. And I'm, I really appreciate Love you it. being here today and sharing um, your experience. And, and continue. You're on day seven of the stress uh, eating solution. And so you're probably past the food circuit and the mood circuit because there's a mood under. Do you notice that there's a mood circuit under your food circuit that triggers it or makes it stronger? Yes. Yeah, I what found was, the mood circuit was – so my my food circuit is um, that I get my love from food. And my mood circuit is that I get my survival from disconnecting from myself. So wow. I think I actually, I never thought of it this way, but that I would, I started, started at a very young age, a lot of trauma and, as a young girl, but I think that I started disconnecting from myself and, and then using the food to actually reconnect, like that, that way I could feel my body when I was eating and so it kind of helped me reconnect to my body. It never even dawned on me. I always thought I was using it to zone out and numb out. But I think it might have been. But I'm still exploring and finding finding my way. Okay. One of the important <laughs> things about that, Amelia, I'm so glad you're talking about, is that essentially it's more than one circuit, and you're in charge of finding it and experiencing it and then rewiring it. And when I say rewire, uh, just for listeners, 
The issue is that when you have a circuit like that, which, again, your food circuit was, I get my what? I get my love love from food. food. Okay. In the moment, because I had a food circuit as well, in the moment that it's encoded, your brain's doing you a favor. And that's why this is all about love and acceptance and then the power to change. But it starts with love, which is your brain said, I, I, I need love to survive and I've got to do something. So it creates this circuit that has you going to something that's not going to give love. And of course, if, if we're not getting love, what are we going to do? We're going to do it more and more and more and more. So then we're eating more and more and more. And when you transform the circuit, it's always back to one thing connecting to the deepest part of ourselves because that's where our love and safety comes from. So it's all about securely connecting with ourselves so we don't need the food. So that's the difference is it's not about changing the behavior. It's about changing the circuit. Michelle, you might want to amplify that or talk a little bit about that whole idea of changing the behavior. In some cases, we need to change the behavior if the, if the substance is too addictive, right? But in other cases, mm-hmm. we essentially want to have the activation of that circuit so we know that the circuit's still there so we can zap it again with our own emotions mm-hmm. and see if we can weaken it. How, how would you describe that, Michelle, those differences in different kinds yeah. of addictions? You know, when, so when we, you know, just try to change the behavior, which is historically what we've done with diets and, and, and whatnot, all we're doing is perpetuating the suffering, right? I mean, we're, we just continue to have this trigger and this stress and we're not getting down to the, to the cause. What is the cause? The cause is the wire. The wire is what's driving the behavior. And what we do when we just try to change the behavior is we're just, we're just really kind of tolerating it, right? I mean, we're tolerating this. We're tolerating this behavior. We're tolerating this, this wire. And, and, and tolerating it is never going to fix the problem. You know, we, we, we may find ways to cope with it or, or to tolerate it, but, but the only way to really make a difference and to stop that, particularly with behaviors like, like overeating or, or addiction, is, um, is, is to rewire it because those, those things are so damaging to the body. So if, if we tolerate it and we cope with it, forever or for a long period of time, we're just adding all this damage to our body. And we know that 80 to 90% of chronic disease comes from stress. So trying to change the behavior just doesn't work. And, and, and it leads to more stress and damage to the body and the brain. And that's where the joy comes in. Because really, I think of the stress response as the joy response. Let me just tell you a little bit about that. Because, Michelle, I know you talk a lot about natural pleasures and the higher order rewards. But if you think about the old-fashioned view of the stress response, it was like in the amygdala, the, the survival circuit or the circuit gets activated. It causes changes in the reward center. It, center, it causes changes in the in hypothalamus. And all of a sudden, you're stress overloaded. Okay? So that's the idea. If you have EBT, which means that you can, when you get stressed and your emotions are going into extremes, that you can actually shut off that circuit, you activate a strong drive to come back to a state of brain state one with joy and purpose. So essentially, when the stress response gets activated, it's really on its way to wanting to come back to joy because it's joy 
that's best for our neurophysiology and survival of the species. It's all about survival. So we just, just got interrupted. That joy response got interrupted by stress, and we switch off that reactive circuit, and we go up and over to our joy. And Amelia, I wonder if you've had experiences where you've been stressed and you've used the tools and all of a sudden you say, hey, what's going on here? I actually feel a glow in my body. Have you had those experiences? Yes, I absolutely have. Um, Yeah, it's amazing. It really is. There was one time I was really stressed out, had a really bad situation at home and that had to be dealt with. It was the middle of the night and I had to go deal with this problem. And I remember I, I ended up having to go into the grocery store to get some cleaning products. And I stood there in the aisle and, and it hit me. I went, oh my gosh, I'm not going for the food. I don't even want it. Like I was dealing with such high stress. And usually in the past, it was just my go-to. Anytime there was any stress, I would always go to food. And it was, I was amazed and just from the effectiveness of doing the EBT work. Beautiful. And Michelle, you might want to share a little bit about more about that one. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, you know, that that reminds me, Amelia, that I think part of, of our work in EBT is having the experience of and remembering that those wires of joy and those wires of connection are always there. They've always been there. We just couldn't access them. You know, we couldn't access them because the wires, the stress wires, were so much stronger. You know, the more we trigger a wire, the more we use a wire, the more the brain defaults to the wire, the stronger it gets. But, we, but those wires that lead us to that state of joy are there, and we just need to learn how to access them. So, yeah, I love that you, that you shared that. Thank you. Beautifully said. Amelia, I'm just going to point out one more thing about the richness of what you just shared, because in that moment, let's say that she had gotten triggered. There you are. I can just see you. You know, there you are getting the cleaning supplies. Boy, I've been there, done that. And, uh, and you're there and you, you did get triggered. Let's say you got triggered for the food. You could take out your brain-based health by EBT app, go down to the uh, number four state or five state, whatever you were in, and you can actually use the emotional tools because they're emotional wires and you can't think your way out of these wires. You have to process the emotions and switch it off and stop the drive. However, what happened for you was because you not only had done that repeatedly, like Michelle is saying, it's a habit in the brain. It's a wire in the brain that you need, just like a muscle. You need to change it over and over again. And to the extent you rewired that circuit in the brain, when you're stressed, it doesn't get triggered. Now, the major Mm -hmm. thing about it not being triggered is if it's not triggered, you don't have a problem. You don't have chronic stress. And you have endless energy then that's freed up to live your life to have natural pleasures, to have a whole different attitude toward life because you're not being dragged down by that chronic stress. And that's a, that's a sign to me, Amelia, that you actually rewired that food circuit because otherwise it would have gotten activated. And even if it did, you could have shut it off. But that's the freedom we're looking for. We're looking for more than stopping the behavior or stopping the pattern. We're looking for an internal source of freedom that you cannot buy, you can only earn, and you earn it by doing the emotional work. And EBT makes that emotional work easy, fun, and loving and exciting to do. So thank you so much, Amelia, for your your beautiful contribution today. What a pleasure. And 
keep it up, keep it up. Raise your set point until you have all seven rewards. How does that sound to you? That sounds great. No, thank you so much. It's bringing me such joy to be on the call with you today. Thank you. A real gift to all of us. Thank you, Amelia. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you, Amelia. Wonderful. And I want to just say we have a couple minutes left, just like us, about two minutes left. And it's been such a pleasure to be here with Dr. Michelle Welling. And at the end of every program, we do something called the Emotional Brain Tip of the Week. And I asked Michelle to come up with her emotional brain trip tip for this week on addiction is a wiring problem. How can EBT help? I can't wait to hear what you're going to say. <laughs> wow. There's so much I could say about that. But the thing to remember that I want everyone to remember, addiction is treatable. It doesn't matter what you're addicted to. It can be a mood. It can be behavior. It can be food. It could be a lock wire. It could be merging or distancing with people in your lives. It can be substances. It can be anything at all. But it is treatable because it's a wiring problem. It's just the maladaptive neuroplasticity of our brain that has become strong. And our brain is defaulting to that. You do have those wires of resiliency. We are naturally wired for connection with ourselves and with others and to bring ourselves joy. We just have to learn how to do that. We have to, we have to rewire those wires of disconnection so that we can access the wires that bring us joy. And the tools of EBT is what allows us to do that. <laughs> and I will say that, that that my addictions on mood was to depression and self-pity with food. Mm. I, I was a merger. And also I had a lot of body shame. So these circuits, what you want to do, set your sights not on trying to figure out what to do. Use EBT to change the circuits, to go to the root cause of the problem so you have more freedom in your life. Thank you so much, Dr. Michelle Welling, for being such a wonderful Mm. guest today. We'll look forward to seeing you again. And please, if you're listening, go to the website, ebt.org. Get that Tryout the Tools membership and start experiencing that glow in your body. This is Dr. Laurel Mellon, host of Brain Power, Real People, Real Solutions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, connect to the deepest part of yourself and unlock your brain's amazing power for a life of health, happiness, and purpose. Thank you so much for listening and have a wonderful day. Thank you again for listening to Brain Power this week. Please join your host, Dr. Laurel Mellon, again next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. And don't forget to catch our weekly replays on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. 